0: Good evening ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to the Tuesday night podcast with myself Fragman soul for the next hour, hour and a half over on YouTube Twitch. I'm going to try a kick tonight as well for a little bit of a, uh, an interesting test to see how it is as well. Um, this podcast will be released over on my RSS feed on to um, Spotify as well. And I want to say guys, uh, this is number six of the podcast and we're finally um, I'm gonna get this getting a bit of traction and getting used to the uh the content creation on the uh on the podcast side of things. Thank you very much guys for the support as well. And we've got a couple of new channel members as well. So thank you very much for that guys. Hope you're having a good uh Tuesday and in today's podcast I want to talk about um a few things. Uh mainly they're gonna be looking at Cyberpunk and Phantom Liberty, the new trailer for the first DLC that's dropping over in September. And um just about uh we're gonna have a look at that. I've not looked at it yet. I want to see what uh context's gonna be coming out to the game and um how it's gonna be improving, any changes they're gonna be making to the game as well. Uh we'll talk about cyberpunk in general as well, with regarding its launch um, I want to look at Battlebit um, Remastered as well, and this has been out on the Steam charts in this last couple of weeks. It's actually blowing the lid off the Steam charts for a, uh, I guess, what you'd call as a indie game, FPS game that is rivaling the likes of Battlefield and Call of Duty in terms of. Um, Uh, I guess support and the amount of people playing it so that's quite interesting and that's going to be relating to uh, a final topic for this evening which is going to be um, we're going to look at the frames for the conversational frames 30 frames per second 60 frames per second or 120 frames per second What? is considered to be a um, a good frames for games these days especially with the technology that's out uh, we're going to look at that and a final thing that i want to talk about um, is going to be which actually isn't on my uh, notes is the it's, it's kind of a little thing that i was uh, watching on asmund gold's one of asmund gold's uh, clips today um, and it's relating to narc who is a content creator for ashes of creation uh, did a, a commentary post on somebody else's message or somebody else's video uh, live on Twitch and um, sort of like argued points against another creator and that creator didn't like what Knock had to say and then copyright striked him um, on Twitch, which then caused a massive blow up. knocked did a video on it on his YouTube and um subsequently the, uh, the 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 copyright strike on Twitch has been removed. I want to talk about that because it's quite a big thing really um in, in terms of content creation and career as well as um like respect for other content creators. Um anyway, that is that's the uh, the outline for the podcast. I wanna start with Cyberpunk though, because uh, Cyberpunk 277 we covered on the YouTube um a boy back when it came out uh, really enjoyed um, sort of like the hype for the game, and then the launch happened, which was absolutely shocking. Um, the, the guy, the game had been developed for a long, long period of time, um, and um, it's taken a long time for them to kind of pull out of the. Um, I want to say uh, the kind of like the mess that they've made regarding. Um, Cyberpunk, and they finally—it's got it. Like they basically—they—they they took a long time actually getting a release version of the game that actually works, especially for consoles. A terrible launch, really, and I kind of feel that. Um, it's gone down as history as one of those launches which is absolutely shocking it's gonna be a benchmark for how not to launch a game especially after the promises of a game that was supposed to be uh, an amazing sort of like next step in the terms of uh, games and technology and um, sort of storyline sort of graphics interface and it came out as a buggy mess a real real disaster especially on consoles and uh, interestingly uh, before we get stuck into the um the uh, the the Phantom Liberty, the new DLC. I want to read an article for you guys. Um, uh, this was with the CD project Reddit. Um, I think this is the PR guy, uh, the, v- the vice president of PR and communication, thinks players were too harsh on Cyberpunk 2077 around the launch, claim that it become uh, be- it became a cool thing not to like. Um, now, if you want to actually reflect back on the uh, the launch of Cyberpunk 2077, back in um well I can't remember it was released uh was it 2020 December 2020 it was an utter an utter mess I remember um blaming my pc my rig for the fact that the frames were were, were lacking and I had uh, a 1080 two 1080s in my pc at the time and I kind of felt it was a little bit um it was yeah it was <laughs> It didn't work too well. I think the PC version was a lot better than the console version, but then I looked at the the clips and the videos on um, Cyberpunk on the on the consoles, their blocky graphics, there was jerkiness all over the place, and it was just an utter uh, failure in terms of performance. And even um, they had the, the NVIDIA um, sort of cloud-based gaming system. I remember logging into that to see if I can try it on an RTX 70 um uh, uh, uh rta what oh, was it RT, rtx um f- oh, i to say a 4090 but it wasn't a 4090 it's what i've got the uh the 3080 series or 3090 series basically like really fast had all these like uh, cloud-based and it still struggled on that as well and uh, there's a lot there's a huge amount wrong with it so the fact the uh the pr guy say it was a uh, cool not to like it i kind of feel was uh, a really bad take um and i kind of feel that to brush over it saying that everybody uh jumped from the bandwagon so to speak it was a bit of a lame um experience um or not experience but a lame comment to make because uh it was terrible i mean the game is actually much better now uh, and does play a lot smoother so um yeah uh, we will see rippery hello mate welcome into the stream um look at this ah rippery subscribed for another 17 months thank you very much for the support to the channel my dude uh, nice to have you in. So, uh, all right. Anyway, I mean, I don't want to go too crazy on this. Um, obviously, re- refunds were issued on Cyberpunk 2077 for how bad it was on Steam. It was a bit of a beta, a beta release. Um, it is better now, but I kind of feel the uh, they could do better. The PR team could be do, do better, and uh, ignoring that. So, uh, yeah, what a way to start. With the release of their new DLC, which is out in September, and I'm going to watch the trailer. Then we're going to watch the um, let's have a look. Let's bring up the uh, the big screen for you. I'm going to watch the uh, the the official trailer, which I've not seen yet. And then we're going to go down to developer breakdown. It's 20 minutes. We're going to go through and have a little chat along the way of this. Maybe a little react to what's going on, and um, and then we'll move over onto battle bits. So um, let's see. Uh, this, I don't know if, if anyone's seen this, by the way. If any of you guys have seen the. Uh, the new trailer or been playing cyberpunk i think cyberpunk is probably worth a if you haven't reinstalled it reinstalled but i probably think it's worth starting to play back from the beginning i loaded up my game a while back i jumped into a previous save after the whole thing was broken and you could like speed run and jump through buildings like that which is a lot of fun um, but i kind of feel uh, a restart a fresh start you know a lot of the um, a lot of the weapons and the stuff isn't around anymore where it was. They've kind of... They've just trained it out. They neatened it up. And it's probably worth um, actually um, having having a start from a fresh. A fresh start, get the experience of how it's supposed to be. And um, and it might be a good opportunity to try and get that in before Phantom Liberty drops and play with that. Um, because, uh, I mean, the DLC... I mean, it's, it's a good game now. It is a good game. Um, uh, one thing about um, Cyberpunk I wish they would uh, explore i know there's a big mod scene for it i wish they'd explore a um uh a multiplayer mod for it i think it would absolutely destroy it it'd be like gta online but you it's know um yeah with the uh, cyberpunk universe i think it'd be great um so i don't want to spoil the plot too much but um if you haven't played cyberpunk um, and I know maybe some of you haven't, Rippery, you know, said he hasn't. Um, if you haven't played Cyberpunk, then um, there may be spoilers in this trailer, possibly because of the fact that it is a continuation of the, um, obviously the original game. So anyway, let's get into it and see what's going on. There's got to be a way out of this. <laughs> Footage is captured on high-end so this change graphics may vary depending on your hardware. A bit like the launch. <laughs> So here we go. Uh don't think you're ever gonna play it. Fair enough, Johnny. mate. So Johnny's like your um your vision inside your head type There's person. Nothing can stop that. And we're playing female V by the sounds of it.
1: V
2: My name is Songbird. I'm an NUS intelligence analyst. I know about the bomb ticking in your head. And I can save your life.
0: So a so Johnny Hill Sil- Silvan is the bomb ticking inside her head. Um,
2: What's the catch? I need you to get to Dogtown.
0: Graphics still do a good. Oh, God, I want to fire it up again.
2: Dogtown residents. president managed to crash her Space Force 1 into our humble district.
0: Hmm, I wonder if this district this uh, outside bit there was like I mean we talked about Launch being a Buggy Mess there were parts of the map that were completely walled off um, and you tried to look inside the uh, inside the map and it was just like an empty field with like a facade a building facade it was like a fake film set type thing going on I wonder if they've actually populated that with these um, with this for the new DLC
2: Man's got a thousand and one reasons to want Myers as a hostage sleeper agents time to wake them up
0: so, NUSA is tossing us back into the fray, huh? Stay sharp.
3: We're in the wolf's den now.
2: A little bit of swimming. Of uh. Time to evac. Her safety is the top priority. Shit. Shit! They catch us out here, we're
0: dead. Wait. Hear that? God almighty! It's moving! Oh, we're wow. Dead. Say the thing about these trailers right they always kind of like hype up the scenes i mean the actual game itself there are moments where you do feel like it is this sort of action pack they obviously there was the uh, bringing in the um, the big cinematic scenes the biggest problem we had inside punk was the uh, the police and how they responded to um you know uh, to you kind of like uh, disturbing the peace so to speak they were like on you in no seconds flat and they just like spawn from the middle of nowhere which is just random as hell
2: this
0: way. Quick. Yeah. So She goes down the left Someone
2: ratted us out.
0: You know V, treason ain't ever black and white.
2: It's a charade V. Idris
0: Wherever she goes, people get hurt. Bodies drop. Just want what Songbird promised me. The cure. The situation has changed. You need to know if you're with me.
1: The illusion of freedom draws in the desperate. Take
0: your truth me. Come on, got iron in your head. Gotta put it to someone's head. Pull the trigger. I mean I like the fact that they got um
2: you I'll Keanu
0: Reeves back in again, that's pretty cool. But he's invested. Six twenty-sixth of September. There we go. All right, there's a the trailer. I mean, DLC it's got a little bit going for it. Um, extending the storyline. Um, let's go into the developer breakdown and see what's going on with this. It's the right so of one the official trailer. We've done that. That's the tease. Um, oh, oh, here we go. We've got tour around the black market, export showcase extended. Um, how long is that one? That is three minutes. Let's see if you this one. Then we'll do the breakdown. we a got one to go for
2: hello everyone i'm really excited to welcome you to this exclusive xbox tour over black market one of the locations in dogtown that you are going to be able to explore in cyberpunk 2077 phantom liberty as you can see dogtown welcomes you with an open arms
0: ho 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 hanging arms
2: this is black market a location where you as a player as a mercenary you can
0: Caption Xbox Series X and performance mode. So they obviously got two modes. I didn't realise they did this in um, in Cyberpunk. I know they do it in some games where you can like drop the uh, drop the quality so you can get a better frame, so it looks play smoother, um, which is obviously what they're running in this one, which it, it makes sense. I think we're going to talk about this in a bit with we'll Battlebit, but I think um, like frames over quality in my mind is better um and this is a discussion for the end of it it's all worth to tie in tonight it's
2: quite nice they unique cyberware and weapons things that you cannot find anywhere in this world dogtown is a part of night city but has its own very distinct look and vibe it's outside of the jurisdiction of ncpd attracting all kinds of eccentrics and all dangerous characters black market radical mods, Jim. Never seen anything like that on a non maelstrom. you, mean this? Ain't seen nothing yet. Check this out. <laughs> <Or just>
0: see... <laughs> Flame frozen yell bays. Our
2: work into making the mm-hmm. world feel more alive. Small scenes, secrets to find, Easter eggs make this place feel more vibrant and more believable. Make that success, reset.
0: But. So I wonder if they've done the extent of, you know, if he said he's done Easter eggs and like extra little details throughout the entire of the DLC map. They've actually gone back on the previous game as well and extended that out as well. I think that'd be a nice touch they did just to kind of flesh it out because I feel it kind of needs it.
2: But what's inescapable in Dogtown is Kurt Hansen. Kurt is a leader of Borges Militia who rules Doctown with an iron fist. You've come to the right place. But Iron Fist. Gang Wars. Not in Dogtown. Taxes. Check this out.
1: In Dogtown, I keep your business safe as long
2: as you abide by my rules. A really nice guy, as you can see. I so. The Black looking after the also people. is a place where you can find new illegal weapons and goods. They are some of the most powerful items in the world, but are often much more dangerous to use a new cyber capacity system, which leads you to push your body to the limit and give you new abilities. Nice. Okay, new mods. Sounds good. Thrilling gameplay experiences, like the air dash or the ability to see the enemies through the walls, or change your appearance to lose the heat.
0: So, in in um, in the original game, before they changed it and updated the patch, they broke you the one of the cybernetics so you could actually speed run and bounce and there's quite a few videos I've done some on this as well where you can climb up buildings and through walls um they removed it which is a real shame because it allowed you to explore the city and go places and like just climb walls and have a lot of fun and explore the city in ways that you probably wouldn't well you probably weren't intended to um I wonder if they brought a cybernetic in that I can actually replicate that in a bit if it's an air jump I wonder if you can actually like go back and climb walls and and jump where you weren't supposed to but you can now because it made the game search fun to explore
2: the borgest is the authorities of docktown and they are more dangerous than NCPD when you as a player commit crimes in docktown they are the guys who are going to chase you i said so they got their own completely police completely overhauled the police system neon police. all oh, right are more believable dynamic and diverse the team has been
0: don't get blue. Why has it gone blue?
2: Passionate. Um to deliver you more deeper.
0: God damn it. I don't know why has it gone blue? It did this and last time. Ex- um the uh, the police the police system. The police system was the biggest mess. I mentioned it earlier. I didn't realise they overhauled it. If they have overhauled it and they've made it good, then it might be actually quite an good, uh, enjoyable game just to kind of roam and wind up the police and get them chasing you because it's the one thing that was so unbelievable, you just Hit someone and they're there shooting you. And there's like a thing about GTA Online or, or just Grand Theft Auto 5 it was one of the greatest, greatest things to do is after you've done the missions to explore, just kind of go roaming, was to try and get your wanted level up and increase it, increase it, increase it. And it just be like evading the police, like you know, and having your own little mini game within it. And I felt with sidepoint you could never kind of experience that um sort of playability because the. The police just came at you out of nowhere and it was just kind of it just felt wrong and weird and fake so the fact that they have it, it would be an interesting one in itself um whether you i don't know if it's paid for dlc it was just just uh, I, I think it's a paid for dlc but whether they're going to bring that to the original game as well um i don't know
2: all these actions are more believable dynamic and diverse the team has been working passionately to deliver you more deeper and meaningful experience basically I mean, the police system we should have had on launch find out more this september see you in docktown yes.
0: i mean maybe this is the dlc that actually is the 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 official launch oh no it's the the not official launch but you know what the what, what launch should be um where's that uh developer breakdown here we go right okay i mean that's that's that is good that's good news hello
3: everyone. Hello. recently you saw the official trailer for phantom liberty and today we have a special treat i sat down with narrative director igor Sojinski, and together we took a deep dive into some of the cool new stuff we showed off in the video if you missed the trailer let's start by watching it first
0: all right we, we watched the trailer i didn't realize they're gonna watch it did, it, did there's did gotta
3: it? be a way out of this yes Get her-
0: Alright, Trailer Watched.
1: Hmm.
3: Awesome stuff, a lot to take in, thankfully I have narrative director Igor Stojinski here with me. Igor, thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. Hey. We'll be going clip by clip and we'll be uh, dissecting what we just saw and we'll start with the setting, Docktown. Looks like a lot of chaos, a lot of control. Yeah, I want to know where this
0: is is on the map actually.
3: But tell me more
1: yeah uh, pretty right actually uh dogtown formerly known as combat zone uh, but renamed to dogtown by one kurt hansen uh, it's the guy who you saw on the billboard
0: i wonder He's if they're going to bring a map of of, of, uh,
1: of dogtown and this uh, mix between a tyrant a protector but first of all a businessman um our inspiration when creating dogtown with its internal dynamics and politics and also kurt hansen's character were um, South American drug lords, guys who invest into local communities, build schools, bridges, okay. become those... You know, Pablo escobar those, S- type. Yeah, actually, at the same time, to treat, treat those communities as a cover-up to of all course. their you know, dirty, shady... US details. government... Drugs, weapons, yeah. you name it. Caring
3: for the community. Yeah, yeah, caring
1: for caring for the community. Yeah, and uh, British government. Like the, the case here. <laughs> Pretty uh, much. Kurt controls Dogtown, at mm-hmm. least parts of it, um, using Barghest. Uh, okay. Barghest is this his military unit? It's like part gang, part military unit. Actually, it consists of both militex soldiers from Kurds unit who stayed behind in. Uh, in Night City during the last corporate not war, see what they come deep. back home and just make this area their own. And also, it consists of like different gangers, marauders who joined, you know, since uh, since then.
3: Interesting mix of people coming from different walks of lives.
1: Yeah, and uh, they aren't exactly the most sorted out military unit. Uh, sometimes they do things on their own, but for sure they all very much respect Kurt and his, like, where this you know, just... Say. He's the boss. He's, He's the, the boss. boss. Yeah. Dogtown itself is actually a very interesting place, full of contrasts. Um, it's this weird mix of, yeah, as you said, like, authority and anarchy. You have areas which are controlled by bar mm-hmm. and uh, uh, also, like, safe, uh, in a way. Um, you can find, you know, rave parties under the stars That's in other cool. places. Uh, other places are just so dangerous that almost no one goes there, and it's very. Gave for easy a random fight, I guess. Um, Trauma doesn't uh, come to, to Dogtown because, not surprised because it's too dangerous.
0: So, so trauma is the uh, is basically like the ambulance service, the medical service. And it, when the original game came out, or prior to the original game, one of the trailers was like seeing the trauma team come in, like as part of the mission, and take the whole idea was to take um, like high valued um, like people or, or classes or you know, high high class, high profile class um who had like medical insurance to come and save them and you know they'd come up they'll all come out with um weapons and stuff i never really got a feeling in the uh in the game when it came out and launched that those guys were a big part of the um the game all you did find was there's always like maybe like barricaded off parts with like the ambulance and there's some police standing around and that was it you never really felt a sense of like if you started shooting people in the street and these guys would come in and like save random people if they were, you know, in the uh, the high industry zones and they obviously had the insurance and they would fight back, you never got any of that interaction. And that could be such a simple interaction to have to kind of complement a police system where you would have um you know, if you start shooting randomly people, then the police would turn up. But then if you shot someone who was classified as like a high class, high insurance paying uh, person uh, on the kind of algorithm of random people, that these guys would then come in as well and fight alongside the police and you get like a and try and save that person and bring him back to life. And that, that would be cute, a very cool little thing to have, like to, as part of the interaction, making the world seem like convincing. But we never got any of that. So uh, whether they're going to bring that in this Um, which is they mentioned that they don't go in this part of the town but whether they are still part of this I don't know
1: actually the whole district was supposed to be this kind of like paradise entertainment slash casino hotel strip but the whole development was interrupted by uh, by the war and now you have this it's more like a squat uh, mixed with the free trade zone Um, and this free trade is actually a big selling selling point of the black uh, market uh, isn't it um, because it's a Place free of corpus, but most importantly, free of corporate taxes. Yeah. Uh, so, um, if you want to do some kind of deal, Docktown is the place. Um, on the black market here, you can find all kinds of stuff from I what actual uh, tech we're gonna get. weird tech you wouldn't so find. Well, there's an official trade uh, too, we haven't seen that one is, yet either. Uh, custom, you know, something, custom cyberware um yeah to stolen uh, stolen corporate equipment to even flamethrower elbows you are, you know, because from a you know part of world and you need it for your internal needs a tank yeah would you like one
3: yeah me totally i could i could always use a tank but yeah don't don't get your hopes up you cannot buy a tank and go with johnny and go
0: why you a, ma- you uh, mention a tank, tank know, and then you, oh no you can't you get a tank
3: think about it but it is a place if you're if you're in pretty much in the market for something like this you can you can get it yeah, yeah,
0: yeah but, but you can't crazy, if you're in the market crazy, for a tank you can get awesome a tank but awesome we don't do tanks time. in the game Let's so you can't on. have a tank uh, right? we're
3: seeing a character appear throughout this video and she is called Myers um she seems to be a prominent figure like double what, tell, what can you tell me about double her? agent and what's her relationship with, to the or the player in this case.
1: This is uh, President Rosalind Myers, uh, president of NUSA um, right now in a bit of a pickle due to the crash landing of her Space Force 1 inside um, inside Docktown. She's uh, as all characters we try to create um we try to give him like different aspects to them so they're just not like a a function you know yeah. this is the president who gives orders <laughs> and we tried to look for different like faces and aspects in Myers too. Yeah. so um, she's a former marine a soldier a very
3: she, she looks like she's capable yeah, with she's a gun
1: very capable yeah. <laughs> she's, a, she's a badass actually but maybe even for her the whole of forces and you know hold down against her is maybe even too much for her and this is where V comes in to mm-hmm. help to help her get out of there but it's not down I mean, that's, like, co- that's quite a cool
0: I like, I like that sort of like integration of like high end to low end. Thrones of Liberty is an auto battler, FYI. Thrones of Liberty? But we're watching Phantom Liberty. Uh, is this, Anthony, is this like a crossover on the play on words where they're using Phantom Liberty?
1: She's also uh, a very capable An and ecologically um, like thinking politician. At the same time, she has this human human Aye. aspect to her, and like there will be moments where like emotions take over. Let's say uh, so. I hope players will find her uh, like a complex and interesting character.
3: Yeah, she looks she looks freaking amazing. Okay, uh, next up we have some some giant thing waking up, and what is that thing? Looks scary. Am I, am I supposed to be afraid of that
1: <laughs> uh, well you might yeah this is um Militech chimera um, it's part of this uh, military equipment left behind during uh, during the last corporate war mm-hmm. uh, a remnant you could even say it's it another game but you thought of actually, okay fair enough maybe some things yeah shouldn't be left crossover and we got a battle bit in the title in of the, the uh, hands podcast they can cause a total mayhem which might be a case in this um uh, in future okay. as well, uh, Chimera is equipped with all kinds of weapons and might or might not be obstacle on these uh, adventures. Yeah, look.
0: So I don't think they did enough of this in the original um, of having like these cool robots. I mean, we had I suppose we had a few of them in, in like outposts so to speak one seal outpost see a lot of outposts, but it yeah. Th- there's so much. I mean, the whole kind of cybernetics and robots and stuff like that, and the different factions that kind of go heavily into this. Um, I think there could have been so much more they could have done with this. Um, and it's nice to see that they're bringing it in because it's, I mean, the game is, it's cool. It's cool tech, it's kind of like cybernetics. It's got, I kind of feel like it's where we're headed eventually with um, Neuralink and all that sort of stuff.
3: Looks like it's gonna be a challenge. We'll see, we'll see. He just, he just did the eyebrows and that's it. Okay, okay, I get it, I get it. Next up, Star Power. Um, Idris by AKA Solomon Reed. Uh, Important character for the story, but how important and what's his relationship to? You? Obviously, you got quite a big yeah, the
0: budget
1: then. Actually, uh, Still, I would say that um, together, yeah, with uh, Reed, V, and Songbird uh, are like three most important characters uh, here. Reed is this kind of guy that if you want to change a government in another country, this is the guy you send there, and it just kind of happens. No one ever finds out how, <laughs> nice. and uh, yeah, but it did happen. Um, a master spy working for NUSA for many many yeah. years, um, CIA, recruiting agents, doing those kinds of like super difficult missions. Around seven years ago, put on a back burner, became mm-hmm. a sleeper agent, and now during the course of Phantom Liberty story, he's woken up uh, again. Nice. And is we'll he be rebelling then or not? Would be on a mission in, uh, in Mission Dock It's not always gonna be necessarily super smooth, mm-hmm. but well, you know, conflict is storytelling, so it's like what we want here. Um, and as with Meyers and any other character like we try to create um, a complex layered character even more so if such an amazingly cool actor as Griselba oh. to play him like you want to you know get the most out of out of it out of him and so um Reed is for example he's super loyal mm-hmm. but those loyalties they can clash sometimes he's both loyal to you know the greater good the 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 safety of, uh, of the country, of the state. but
0: I wonder if there's going to be like a similar, well, uh, features that they did promise in the first, on uh, in, the, in the original release game, where you could choose your storyline and choose how you effectively navigate through um, the game and whether there's multiple outcomes or you effectively sit on a, uh, you know, a one-track corridor of um, game and kind of get pulled through it. Um, it was basically the whole diverse part of the game that you know you could choose the way you played, but um, it didn't really feel like it.
1: So very loyal to the people who are close to him, and at the same time there are like certain principles inside him which he also wants to stay true to. And those loyalties sometimes they yeah, they might love that. pull him into different directions, push and pull and so on, and he will be facing some difficult choices which V will also have a chance to like affect. Oh, okay.
3: So, so we can I affect them. That's cool. Whenever you guys create characters, I feel like they have, like you said, like different directions that are kind of pulling on them, and they're not very like linear. They're not like, okay, this is my one loyalty and motivation. There's multiple things, which makes them more relatable and makes them mm. more human. I didn't really feel
0: that honestly when I played it, but
1: part of like writing process, really, because
3: yeah. first when you create
1: characters, usually they're they are a little bit more like functional or like a little bit simpler, mm-hmm. but then with Every dialogue you write, every rewrite, re- every iteration of the story, they kind of become like full and become their own characters in a way. And in the end, you feel it's actually a person and not just this um, like design you made. And um, I think we went through this path with, uh, with Reed as well.
3: Yeah, yeah, amazing, amazing stuff. I can't wait for players to actually discover it for themselves and uh, have their own opinion on the character because I feel like opinions about characters is something that we're kind of known for and something that the community always dissects and then has like these you know discussions on on social media talking about like
0: i feel that the the witcher series had much better in-depth character progression than cyberpunk i think it could have been tarnished by the way cyberpunk played um and the the mess that it was when it was released it kind of like a lot of my gameplay was back on the original release of the game as opposed to now which is why a replay might be a better option than picking up on my previous save and just ignoring all the content that I've played and just kind of like starting afresh I've given it a bit of time and I feel that it may be um wise to start again play through uh, and hopefully have these interactions and these kind of like diverse conversations in the game and actually pick up on that as opposed to uh, feeling that I'm just kind of like playing a single player um, stroke open world, messy multiplayer game. Not multiplayer game, but open
1: world game, sorry. Like,
3: do I like this character or dislike this character? So it's something really, really- This is what
1: I'm really hoping for in this case. Yeah, yeah,
3: perfect, perfect. All right, moving on. Next up, we have a character changing her appearance. And this is something that we haven't no, is seen cool. before. Is this something just kind of playing into the spy genre spy theme of the expansion
1: what i really laugh about games is that they are usually just much bigger than movies just in terms of like pure yeah. time of uh, mm-hmm. hours to spend with it yeah and so you don't really want to spend all this time just like in just one um like one approach one angle to it and spy thriller is a very like potent and rich genre you can take from different places mm-hmm. and there are like different fantasies to it so you have this super agent uh, yeah. fantasy right which is like mission impossible <laughs> or james bond you know cool gadgets yeah. mm-hmm. use a cool look you can get a cool face mask and, smooth and so on and this for example would be you know aspect of this mm-hmm. but we also got inspired by many like other other things you can have different approaches you can have this um born which i personally really yeah. lo- love this series when it's just one man against the agency against this power trying to es- you know trying to escape and like, yeah. outsmart them you can have this uh, fantasy from like tinker tailor soldier spy mm-hmm. when you actually work for the agency but it's this w- w- crazy intrigue of like you know lies and uh, super smart people trying to you know outsmart one another, and you just have to be you know the top dog in this yeah. case. Um, there's the spy game, and um, first and foremost, though, we tried to draw inspirations from actually from real world. Purposes. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, from
0: uh, so it sounds like we're going to have a bit of a choice on which direction we want to play. Whether you go for like the uh, the stealth spy, whether you go for like the Jason Ball and beat the crap out of everything spy. Uh, or, you know, a bit of a combination of both. I'd I'd like to think that the story arc would reflect that and allow you to kind of explore different approaches to it. But I've got a sneaking suspicion that you're going to get railed onto one path, one track.
1: Books, interviews, uh, reportages about real agents, real spy uh, operations that happened all around the world. We always, in our games, try to create this, like, grounded... Um, grounded base Mm -hmm. so it's not just like a remix of another things you saw a remix of a remix in a way but there's something really true and relevant to it and so in the end you kind of try to end up with something that's both like cool and and recognizable but at the same time um, uh, real and unique yeah Um,
3: and also the setting right Night City also is something and actually cyberpunk as a genre kind of plays into this because the high-tech and also kind of everything being kind
2: of dark
0: see this is the one thing about let's say one thing about this is the thing about cyberpunk is that it's got a it's got a foundation that's already been set and written about prior to this game coming out which makes it or well, i would say prior to the game coming out back in 2020 um it it was already a, a tabletop game. It already had a massive, rich history of uh, wealth of information. It had the, all the characters developed, and the oh, the, sorry, the characters developed, but the, the kind of backdrop of the city developed. And just to flip to last week, we talked about Starfield. Starfield is a completely new IP, so it doesn't have that rich background of um, sort of like history to go by, narrative to go by, um, which I think is one of the biggest negatives towards Starfield. Whereas Night City has just got so much um, character development already there, they can do this sort of stuff, and it makes sense.
3: It kind of plays to the whole to the whole thing. Plus, then you like you said, you have the movies. You also have real spies, so actually, real people who worked in the field. And you're also pull, pulling from all these directions and adding the cyberpunk motif and theme to it, and actually building this this something yeah. that is familiar. Yeah, different at the same time. Yeah,
1: exactly. In the end, we want to end up with something new and unique and fresh. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm always looking for something that hasn't been done before and yeah. like, or maybe not in, in this way. And we try to put our own spin uh, on, you know, uh, on this. We added even a little spy, uh, spice of, um, spice, spice, of uh, <laughs> 80s and 90s uh, action movies, which I think the make classic. it all a little bit more just dance and exciting. Um, Yeah, can't be an 80s and
0: 90s action movie. If you guys have watched watched the latest uh, documentary on Arnold Schwarzenegger, it's proof of that.
3: Last clip that we're seeing, um, a character that we see appear quite a few times throughout the video that we just saw. Who is she? Because she seems like she's very important to V and also to Solomon Reed in some sense.
1: Yeah, exactly. The third, I would say, most important character in the story, next to Reed Reed and V. Personally, my favorite one, um, I think it's because she is just, for me at least, she feels so similar to V yeah. in certain ways. I always imagine that maybe in another universe it could be actually V who's working for NUSA and Songbird being the street punk, uh, really. Um, and I hope players will perceive her that was at least our goal as kind of a mirror to V and to themselves that okay. can, by interacting with songbirds, they will gain a new perspective mm-hmm. on these motivations, these actions, these um, goals. And um, yeah, it will just like m- make songbirds somehow interesting. It's
0: interesting how they've explained the, the characters in this, where they're kind of looking at it from a... Uh, they're, they're explaining them from an RPG perspective, but then also explain them as a developer perspective like we hope you we hope you look into this and we hope you understand that this is the direction we're going as opposed to just allowing people to kind of work it out for themselves and then go oh that's pretty cool it's like I, I, i'm not sure i'm overly keen about that because it's kind of like it, it's sharing developer secrets before the obviously contents release and i think it's gonna like let, let the uh, audience find that out for themselves
1: to them. but actually you played the game so like what, what was your take on her
3: actually it's one of the characters that i instantly fell in love with but i also see that she might be a character that some players might not enjoy because she's she also has a lot of layers to her and the motivations and what she does and also how she's kind of interacting with me can be seen as helping or maybe not exactly i don't want to spoil anything um, but yeah, she seems to be kind of like this divisive character.
1: Yeah, and uh, actually, we had uh, plenty of um, internal tests. Mm-hmm. Fresh uh, fo- not only the dev team, but everyone in the studio playing the game. True. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, uh, we are. Uh, uh, asking people how they felt.
0: We just threw the, uh, the developer breakdown. I the developer break, finishing the develop, developer breakdown of the uh, Phantom Liberty. About different characters. Trailer. And in
1: regards to Songbird and actually many other characters, which I'm very happy about. <laughs> uh, she was divisive. Like some people were like, oh, I just sympathize with her so much. She's, you know, she's my kind, of, uh, my kind of person. And others were like, I absolutely don't understand her and <laughs> like don't want to support her in any way. Um, and I think it's great, actually. I'm, I'm really happy about it. Uh, because I think like really good characters. Are-
0: so if someone's got such a different take or two people have such a different take on a particular character, is that based on their interaction with that character or is that down to just people being different? Or not, don't- I'd like to think it's the former and that you can interact with somebody differently and direct their narrative a little bit and your narrative towards have to be them exactly always differently.
1: Likeable uh you have to be able to understand them and empathize with them you don't have to like them and it's just like we treat people right it's not like everyone likes everyone we are different exactly. and this is what where the magic is i think of yeah. like being real
3: yeah yeah that's that's the something that we actually talked about before this is what makes characters real and relatable that they're human like they have different motivations they are you know they're not like we said previously. They're not linear. They have different things that are pulling them from different directions. That's what makes it really, really cool. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Igor, amazing stuff. Thank, thank you, you so much uh, for diving with me into the narrative part. Super interesting. Uh, it's really also good to know that you like when players are, um, you know, not agreeing in terms of like who they like or dislike. So that's that's also very important. Thank you for joining us. I hope you enjoyed this mm-hmm. exclusive deep dive into the official trailer. There will be more information coming about the expansion. So so stay pong, Daniel, welcome to in. Hello.
0: You know, you know what's interesting about this is they are releasing this 20 days after Starfield's been released, and effectively they're the same genre of game. I know, one's a space sim, um, but uh, Daniel, thanks for the uh, the sub, mate. Much appreciated. Um. Uh. And. There, it's almost. I mean, I know September is the time that you tend to get this like first wave of games before the Christmas rush. Um, but it's interesting to think that they are confident in their sort of like take on Starfield. And I I honestly think that they might have a chance to take on Starfield in terms of like convincing players to play their game over Starfield. I feel like there's a, a, a deeper rich, from what I see so far, there's a richer, um, sort of rpg element and backdrop story element of cyberpunk Uh, obviously this is an expansion over the fact that um, starfield is a brand new ip Um, i think that a lot of people will probably do what i've done and maybe start the game again prior to this with the basically the proper launch that we should have had back two years ago um, and give it Cyberpunk another go Uh fire it up. I'm actually watching this. I'm like, you know what? I want to I wanna load it up and have a little, uh, little crack about it and see what it's like. Is that it? Any other thing? Yeah. Uh, Starfield is on Game Pass. Yes, um, I think if you can buy it, you get a release like four or five days early. You can play like a pre-release version. Whether that is on game pass as well i'm not sure i've got a feeling they're gonna um block it and try and get a bit of extra money out of it for people that have got game pass but are want to they're like you know what i want to p- play it as soon as i can get possibly on release and buy it for like 70 quid and then have it on their own uh i'm not sure what i'm gonna do with it whether i get i'm i i'm not game pass and uh, subscription services i don't I don't really kind of like I I don't buy into it because I'm a sort of guy that will play and have the time to play one game at a time and if I buy game pass to play I know obviously I can play more games and stuff and maybe doing like my podcast it might be bef- preferable for me to actually get game pass so I can play different games for the podcast but um at the moment I would I'm, I'm playing D4 mainly uh, and probably uh that will stop i I'm coming not to the end of it but I've come to the point where I'm like like grinding out of it a little bit um and now i'm looking for the next little game to get involved into the problem with doing uh, mmos and rpgs is they're very very time um critical you can spend so much time on them uh, and investing in them whereas i guess i mean even cyberpunk ended up being quite more rpg mmo grindy it felt like to me because i was grinding areas for like trying to level up over actually enjoying the storyline again which i think is a massive fault of the game um but, um, yeah, I think Cyberpunk, if it's like Skyrim, not Cyberpunk, sorry, uh, Starfield, if it's like Skyrim, then I think we could have a good time with it. I have my reservations on Starfield, if I'm honest, um, which I have spoken about. Um, but this is 20 days later, so maybe we can do both. We do Starfield 20 days, and then if I'm not fully invested, we can jump on and do uh, Phantom Liberty. So uh, yeah I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to that. Um right on to the next segment. Um I was supposed to have more footage actually on this. This is um BattleBit. I don't know if anybody's been playing BattleBit Remastered. It is one of those games that has hit the um Steam Store and absolutely blown up in terms of reviews and rankings. Um, it is a uh, it's a PC game that's been developed by uh, I believe like a, a very small um, team of three or four developers. It's early access. It's massively multiplayer. It's huge. It's, it's a, I think it's like 127 players, something like that. Um, it is an FPS game. It is a um, it is a very basic FPS game. I'm just trying to get my footage up here and show you guys. It is and it's a lot of fun and it's cheap as well like for it's kind of rivaling um it, it definitely is rivaling the um the, uh, the 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 fps games like the battlefields and the call of duties it really is and for, for what it is in terms of looks very basic it's like lego fps um kind of but it plays really well uh, and i really really enjoyed playing it i played it over the weekend with uh, sawman and um yeah i'm gonna say i'm very impressed i can't get this footage up which is a bit of a pain this is coming it is coming um if i can get it up Game let uh, battle bit remastered. this gun
3: is so mean when you uh, you start firing it
0: alright I'm going to turn the volume off on this because it is uh, not good beginning of the year definitely Boulder's Gate Boulder's Gate is a bit of a weird one it has, hasn't Boulder's Gate actually um, been uh, been in beta and you can play it but doesn't it come out in September as well isn't that another game that they're bringing out in September am I right in thinking that um, I'm just gonna see if I can get out of battle a bit. Uh, let me get a play. Here we go. So let's just—I need to reshape this. Sorry. That'll do. So this is the segment that I took uh, playing it. Looks very much like Battlefield. This game, um, graphics are potato. And I'll say potato. It plays it's smooth, right? Okay, it's. I mean yeah it's smooth it's like lego you can drag people there's some really cool features in this the um i haven't changed any of the settings i didn't have time it's just jumped in straight into it and um you you heal yourself it's a bit it's you heal yourself it sounds a really that's a really shit it's a way of kind putting it it's it's one of these games it's got lots of little features and layers and it's got a, it's, it's it's like a it's an FPS game that has a element, I'm not gonna say survival, but hardcore FPS. So your health stays low unless you heal yourself. Um, or you have bandage where you can stench the bleeding, for example, but then you need to get a medic to kind of fully heal you up. Um, you run out of ammo, you can't regenerate your own life. It's not like it's sort of COD where it's sort of like FPS light. Um, and... It it does have that I don't want not say survival elements to it, but it's it it does it plays really well and it just feels good and I think the the developers are clearly a um a lover of the genre. I want to get a bit of information about this before we go into it. Um, developers are Sergeant Oduke, uh, Oki Dookie, the Liquid Horse, and Velakis. There's three guys using the Unity engine on this. And they are they've just created this game out of nowhere and it's it's just absolutely blown up the steam charts like nine out of ten on the steam charts uh, ten out of ten massive amount and in fact let's have a look at how many people have been playing this at the moment um, Steam game users battle now about charts overview it's absolutely huge and very worth worth a go. I think it's like 12 pounds or something like that and it's only like four gigs as well it's 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 crazy. Okay, top setting games at the moment, it's number two. Uh, most played is, it is, it is, um, 8 well, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's ninth. It's £12.79 this game. Uh, the current players are 72,000 players playing this game. Destiny 2 has 80,000 players. PUBG has eighty-eight thousand players. Rust is ninety-three thousand players. So it's got a huge. It's beating Call of Duty: Modern Warfare Two. Currently has sixty-seven thousand players on Steam playing the game. I know that is um, on Steam. I don't know if that's equates to uh, what is on um, the Battle.net as well. But still, I mean, that is massive. 72,000 people playing. Peak today was at 70, 76,000. and it it it's it plays smoothly there's no lag there's no problems with the um the uh, the game in terms of uh like you, you know you're not getting stuttery mess with like loads of explosions it's the all the scenery is is smashable so if you play uh an assault class i think you can get a hammer and you can break walls see it's medic's healing me at the moment um so i'm going back to my teammates it's got proximity chat so you can press a button you can talk in proximity or you can talk in team uh, squad match you, you i mean this the, the game mode that we played in has massive massive players all those blue dots on the screen there's like are all all people so you like um what's that 727 it's like that's 64 versus 64 isn't it i mean something crazy like that um the the weapons take a bit of time to get used to um and especially the sniper rifle i didn't get hit on that well there is a progression in your weapons there's progression in your um in your in your classes as well so you got plenty to play for and it just it just plays well it's just it's just a very simple shooter and the point about this is that you don't need to spend um hundreds of thousands in developing a great game um you just need to have the right um i guess ethos in the game and you can create a game that is competing against AAA games and to be honest if i was working at activision or if i was working um over in dice and the this game, which is competing against the player base in terms of like playability. I mean, look how blocky that pistol is, right? Look how blocky, I mean, look, look at this. pause it for a moment. Look at that arm, it's literally a square. They've literally gone up, uh, their arm is a square. Uh, but it plays just, you don't, you, don't, you don't need that in it. It's just, you don't need to have like the super graphics to kind of make it work. It just plays nicely. And the great thing about this is there's so many people playing it that you go in and you get full games, full lobbies, and you know you can it just—it just feels good and immersive. And like I'm with some, uh, I was playing with some, I was playing with uh, Viking, a uh, Viking trash and sawman, and I ended up finding another squad, not finding the squad, but just kind of like merging with some other players and just talking to them, like off off piece. And it was just, yeah, it was awesome. I don't even know what I'm doing in half half of this, if I'm honest. Um, I'm first time I jumped in, but yeah, great game. I'd highly recommend it if you're on the PC and you have won a bit of a uh, an FPS. Um, sort of like light game mode. I mean look at that, he's dragging dragging his teammate and get again and heal him, dragging out of the way. Oh that is man, Yeah. Okay. Um <laughs> uh, the next thing I want to talk about is I don't know if we should have this in the background or this. I mean it is is um it, is the debate on frames. Um I kind of feel that I don't know if you guys knew this, but Starfield coming out September. Uh, is 30 frames on console which in my mind is shocking i really think that games on uh, the latest generation of consoles especially if they are a first person shooter based um game should be should be 60 frames per second I, I feel that it's it's not fair I'm not say not fair but I kind of feel like it's a bit it's a bit lame uh if it's 60 uh, if it's 30 and not 60 I think it should be 60 it should be either the choice should be 60 or 120 not not um not not 30 30 is adequate for switch because I feel that switch is uh a lesser comp- console with with um in terms of uh i feel, feel it's a lesser console in terms of like capability and power it's a very small little thing but i you know i think to play starfield i know luckily so i'm welcoming I, I know luckily on um uh on pc we'll get i said unlocked frames i'm assuming you're we'll gonna get unlocked frames uh, i'd like to think we get unlocked frames in starfield but for console to bring it out on thirty, I think i I think the hardware capabilities should be there, right? I mean, when they brought out these consoles, they promised that it would be next generation speed, like you know everything look great, high fidelity, great graphics, and what what sixty frames should be should be minimum in my mind uh, and I kind of feel it's um like. My webcam at the moment is 30, and I'm trying to get it to 60. I'm using my iPhone at the moment um, from webcam because I haven't got my setup. I'm, I'm still, I'm literally streaming um, and basic uh, mode at the moment. Um, my stream PCs at work, and I'm not able to get my camera set up and everything like that because it's all packed up. So I'm using my iPhone, and the quality is great. It does do 60, but I can't get it to run 60 in OBS. And it, it frustrates me because it's a bit jerky. And that, like for me, um, I, Playing a game, especially a game that is an FPS game, um, has FPS or shooter elements to it. I kind of feel that it should be sixty because, like, you know, I noticed the difference between sixty frames and one hundred and twenty frames. The, the movement feels different and clunky. But to drop it down to thirty, I mean, we're going back in, into the days of like Destiny One, where it was like felt really clunky, and I'm going like to sixty was like nice and smooth, and but you know, then you go into PCs when you can, like, push it onto 120. It's just, it's game changing, especially if you're, like, playing, like, Sniper Rivals and stuff like that, when you need that have that quick reaction time. Um, so, I kind of feel that, let's say it's a cop-out, and I know they want to push the graphics, but, like, this, the gameplay showing at the moment is, is, is kind of like a shooting element, and it just feels, it feels clunky, and I don't think it's, right and for i mean it's just such a shame that they've not gone for it but it seems to be the norm now like with uh with games um so i don't know what you guys think about the uh the great debate on frames and whether you kind of feel that you're a bit gutted that it's um going to be pegged at 30 on consoles let's say console like xbox um playstation it will not be coming out on because of the whole kind of microsoft buying Bethesda and stuff like that um But I mean, it doesn't just apply to this. It applies to new laces as well coming out um, over the, uh, you know, over the foreseeable. I think we're at the generation now. The hardware should be good enough to actually play at 60. Um, Yeah, anyway, that's just my thoughts on that. I I know it's quite a big discussion. I would love to know what you guys think about it uh, in terms of like performance and whether you feel that games like Starfield should well be up on the uh the 60 final fantasy is also 30 and that looks absolutely stunning i think final fantasy is one of those games though in my mind that it doesn't play like a, an an fps game because it's more like um a fact uh would you say it's would you, would you <laughs> is that locked on pc at that, or is it is it locked on um, uh, PC? Is coming to it's coming to PC by the end of twenty twenty three. So what are you playing on PlayStation? PlayStation Five. So tell me, Daniel, have you got a PlayStation Five and it's locked on, or have you been watching it on um, PlayStation? Uh, watch Glenn play it on PlayStation 5 oh okay fair enough um, so I just want to see I know uh, Jason in Discord chat has been talking about Final Fantasy and how good it is I never I never ever got into the, uh, the Final Fantasy series it was never my thing um, so I don't quite know what I'm looking for here is it how does it play then okay so it's a bit yeah so it's real time not not uh turn-based um it's like a third person action type a bit like an mma type thing that's quite cool ah it does look very cool it does look look i'm just watching it now for guys on the uh audio podcast um I mean, it, it has, it looks, is it, is it an MMO? Is it, or is it multiplayer? There's other people there. Like, I don't know, maybe I to do some more. Yeah, more research on that. Uh, it does look very good though. Okay, um, a little bit of drama for you to finish off with. Um, this is involving... Uh, knock I don't know if we can get Narc up on uh, on here. Narc does uh, Ashes of Creation. Um well, I don't know if come up here he is. He's he's a he's he's basically built a channel off the back of um uh Ashes. He's quite a funny humour and I quite enjoy watching him. And he had a uh, he had a, a copyright strike from another creator because he did a reaction to it. And I think the video or the conversation for me is more about um as content creators when we are doing videos and someone puts an opinion and then you um make a a comment or you have your own opinion on their opinion and you agree with them when that content creator um like this this not got uh, a copyright strike on his twitch channel um this is the video here if you want to watch it um he's explaining all of it and a copyright strike in terms of content creation is not good. It's uh, in, in YouTube. If you get three copyright strikes, you're out, um, and it's a big deal. And on it'd be the same on on Twitch as well. Not got copyright strike on Twitch. You start streaming, and um, it was based on the fact that he played a clip for a minute of this guy had an opinion on the latest like uh, update on Freeholds holes on. Ashes of Creation, which basically freeholds is where you kind of have your own plot of land um, where you can build your own house, but they're going to be limited. And this um, this guy uh, basically called out a developer and just basically have got a bit personal with it. Not said that's not very constructive, you can be structured about your criticism and disagree with this other guy. And um, then this other YouTuber basically. Um, copyright strike him, which means that it will probably limit his ability to get partnered on twitch and it's just not a very nice thing to do and you don't like you you don't you don't Copyright strikes, someone's content for doing commentary on it. Copyright strikes are there for you, basically taking someone's content entirely and putting it on your channel as your own. If you're making a uh a reaction piece or a news piece or a commentary piece on someone else's content, in terms of legally, that you are allowed to do that, especially if you're doing it on a game that's not yours anyway, and you're just commenting someone's IP on it, uh someone's opinion on it. And it's it's just a really shitty thing to do. And I know this has happened prior before. I know um this happened in Elder Scrolls Online with Horcrux as well. He did that with um uh a few guys that basically reacted to one of his videos where he kind of like had a go at other creators for botting and view botting which they weren't. It's just the way that Um, YouTube works and it's misunderstanding on YouTube but um, he got really quite nasty as other content creators all the other content creators had a go at him and then he started copyright striking as they're doing reaction videos to his content and it's just kind of like it's drama on drama it's just kind of like really frustrating um, for for these guys that um, obviously want to comment and have a a community discussion about it, then got copyright strike, which is like you know can ruin people's channels. Um So uh, I kind of feel that's just uh, it's a bad thing. Anyway, it's just just a bit of a bit of a bit of drama that's happened. Um I was watching it today on Asmund um, Gold, and I found it quite interesting. And it kind of like, brought back memories of uh, the Elder Scrolls Online drama that we had back uh, last year with crux and um basically if you are a content stri- a content creator do copyright strike other people's content for basically doing a commentary if, just because you don't like someone else's opinion it's lame that tool is there to protect creators from having their work stolen from them not having their work reacted to them um and that's all i wanted to say about that um anyway, guys, that's it for the uh, for this live stream. I've really enjoyed doing it tonight. It's been great. Uh, I said live stream the podcast, and um I will be back again next Tuesday. I want to try and start doing um I've been trying to say a, a Thursday um session, but it's just proving to be quite difficult at the moment. Hopefully you guys have enjoyed the content tonight with the cyberpunk and give BattleBit a little bit of a go. Next week, I'm unsure what we're going to do. So if you want to suggest anything for next week's um, podcast in terms of games, drop it in the Discord and I'll give it a little play. And maybe I can play it actually live. It would be quite nice to kind of join you guys. It's been a bit of a while since I've done that. And um yeah, thanks for watching. Thanks for being part of the uh, stream. I'll see you guys for this evening. Take it easy, have a beautiful night, beautiful day, and thank you to my new members over on YouTube as well. Uh Daniel, I know you're here. Uh you are one. We've got um uh I've forgotten his name. I don't want to Can I give you a shout out? Um just quick quickly quickly quickly. Um Misty, of course, and we had a new guy like one three something or other joined in um i feel so bad now uh call me three one thank you very much for being uh joining the membership uh today made my day mate for for doing that and you made some very nice comments i know you disagree with some things i said but that's cool it's all very good all right my dudes take it easy and i'll see you in the uh the next one next week or in discord all right bye for